Welcome to the Limitless Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us. We hope this message encourages you, inspires you, and helps build your faith. Enjoy the message. Um, But tonight I want to talk to y'all on the topic of angels. Angels. So uh, the title, uh, well, let me, let me, let's go to Psalms 91, then I'll give you the title. Psalms 91 is a very popular scripture, starting in verse 9. NIV translation says, If you say the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near, you, come near your tent. So notice when I read this, um, this scripture, it's basically everything I'm going to read tonight is just going to be like a wrap, like a um, wrap up this whole sermon that we've been, or this whole sermon series that we've been in. So if you say the Lord is my refuge, that's basically coming in and like we said, water baptism, you came and, and baptism is not only um, acknowledging Jesus as your savior, but acknowledging him as Lord and refuge of your life. And it says, and if you make the most high your dwelling, that's the Holy Spirit coming and dwelling inside of you. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Remember we talked about when we talked about demons that that's a type and a shadow. It's not talking about literal lions or literal cobras or serpents. No, it's talking about the, the powers of hell, demons, um, so isn't that an awesome passage of scripture? Basically just kind of sums up everything we've been talking about. Um, but the title of tonight's message is called Mighty Messengers. Mighty Messengers. And I'm going to be talking about uh, answering a couple of questions. Uh, some questions I want to answer is, uh, are, do angels exist? Uh, what is their purpose? Why have I never seen an angel before? Maybe you might have that question. Uh, can angels really sing? That's a good one. That's going to be a good one to answer, right? Um, But just to give you all a definition of what the word angel actually means, the word angel in Hebrew and Greek, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. The word angel actually means a messenger or messenger. So that's where I got the title, Mighty Messengers. Um, But something, the reason I'm talking about angels tonight is because angels play a significant role in our lives as Christians. It, it, the angels are not just out there uh, just floating around on clouds and just, I don't know, playing a harp or something like that. No, th- there's a purpose behind angels and, and they play a significant, significant role in the Christian's life. So I just want to talk about very quickly, give you all three things about angels, just descriptions, three things about angels. And uh, the first thing about angels is they are supernatural beings. <clears throat> They're supernatural beings. Um, they are not of this world. Okay, and um, I know a lot of times uh, during, like, of course, like Halloween time and all that, people, people go crazy for, like, like the haunted stuff, and you, and you go crazy looking out for uh, on haunt, haunted adventures and haunted houses, right? There's, that's just a time of the year people uh, are into that stuff. But I believe that there's... Um, Inside of everybody on this earth, there's a desire for the supernatural. 
I think that's the reason why people are always looking for stuff like that. They're looking, people want to know uh, the, about the supernatural. People want to be able to experience things like that. Um, and so, number one is their supernatural. Um, back in the 90s, I don't know if y'all remember the Disney movie, Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Most yeah. of y'all. <laughs> it came out in 1994, and uh, that was such a cool movie. Uh, like I, when I was studying for this message, it made me want to go back and watch that movie, so I'm like, probably going to watch that sometime this week. Um, but Angels in the Outfield, I remember seeing that, and I remember thinking it was so cool um, how that little boy would just flap his arms and uh, whenever he would see an angel and the angels were out there uh, helping uh, the, the team, the angel, the baseball team, the angels. And uh, it, it would show them. And I remember seeing the, how they looked on there thinking like, man, that's, that looks so cool. And this movie is just the best movie ever. But um, it, it's like it's I believe um, it's not it, angels are not, not out there to help your favorite team win, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. <laughs> Uh, and God knows the Spurs need help right now, right? They're, man, 18, or I'm sorry, eight losses in a, in a row, or row, right? <laughs> eight, and then, yeah, and then we won one, and then we lost again, and so I don't know what's going to go on from here. But uh, also, God knows that the Cowboys need help, too. That's my team. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, Angels are not out there to help them win. Um, and I found that out the hard way. I remember praying all the time for the Spurs uh, in the early 2000s when they were on their championship run. And um, I remember in 2004 when uh, they were about to win the game against the Lakers. And with 0.4 seconds left in the game, uh, Derek Fisher turns around, hits a jumper, and uh, wins, it, wins it for the Lakers. And uh, the Spurs end up getting uh, taken out. And uh, I remember thinking, like, God, why? Why didn't you answer my prayer? I thought the Spurs were going to win. But uh, I re- that's how I realized that, that <laughs> angels are not there for the sports teams. Uh, Jude chapter 1, if you want to go there. Jude chapter 1. Well, actually, that's the only chapter in the book of Jude. Uh, verse 8, it says, In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. It's talking about angels. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. That's pretty interesting, but um, that word scoff, it basically means to mock or to doubt. So it's talking about these people defy authority, they live immoral lives, um, and they scoff at supernatural beings, pretty much like, oh, that's not real. And I told y'all in the, in the, a couple of messages ago that the greatest lie the, de- the devil ever told anybody was that to make, making them believe that he doesn't exist. And people are out there thinking that's not, that's not real. De- demons are not real. Angels are not real. But I'm telling you, they're real. Angels are real to answer that question. They do exist. Um, so they're supernatural beings, which means they can do supernatural and extraordinary things. And all throughout scripture, we see angels doing supernatural and extraordinary things. They, um, for one, of course, could fly. Uh, we can't fly, right? I wish I, I wish I could fly, but we can't. Um, they could teleport. They'll go from one place to another uh, in an instant. They could uh, rain down fire from heaven, right? Angels, when they, when they uh, um, destroyed the city of so- Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, one of them could kill hundreds of thousands uh, of the enemy soldiers, just like that. And there's, there's a couple of instances in the Old Testament where that, ha- where that took place. 
Um, but they're supernatural beings. They're, they're, they're um, super powerful. And to answer the question, if they could sing, yes, they could sing. There's different, there's different references. I don't have time to get to them today, but there's different references where um, angels uh, sing. For one, it was in, in uh, when Jesus was first born, the angels came, the multitude of angels came, and they, they sang, and, uh, sang to the shepherds in the field. You all know that story, right? Um, but I was actually coming, I came across a couple weeks ago um, a video, and it was of this, this, uh, this one preacher. He was talking about that one of his uh, worship leader friends, this was back in the 80s, one of his um, worship leader friends one time had a choir practice. And uh, they just bought some new sound equipment. They just bought some uh, new recording equipment. And they wanted, uh, it was during choir practice, they wanted to record themselves and, and hear how they sounded. And they're, of course, going through their songs for Sunday. And one, uh, one practice during the week, they started recording themselves with their brand new equipment. And they're singing, uh, singing a popular song. I forgot what song it was. But there was, as they were singing, it was, they were doing everything a cappella. It was just the, just the singers, all right, doing everything a cappella. But when they actually played um, the recording back, there was a, a multitude of angels singing with them uh, on that recording. And, uh, and also there was a, a harp in there. There was a bass guitar. There was a piano. Um, and there's a bunch of instruments on there as well playing with them. This is the exact song that they were, that they were singing that they rehearsed. Isn't that amazing? And uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it. And they actually play it on there. Um, and it's from, it was from somebody who's a reputable source. But... Uh, I, I think that was pretty amazing. And there's also a, a verse that, that somebody sang on there that, um, that nobody's ever heard before. It was a verse. There's lyrics on that a popular song that I guess it was an angel, uh, according to what he said, saying that verse on that recording. And uh, they found that out. But they're like, where'd y'all get that verse from? Somebody asked him. He was like, I don't know what verse you're talking about. And they actually went back and played it. And uh, sure enough, there was a verse that nobody had ever heard before on that song. So, uh, But yeah, angels could sing. Um, there, there's tons of, of videos out there where you could, uh, there's a mighty move of God in a meeting and you could actually hear angels singing it, it, with the people there. Um, and it's amazing because, uh, angels, they sing melodies and, and harmonies and, uh, they have sustain in their voice that are not of this world. They could, uh, they could hit pitches that no human could hit and they could sustain their voices that, uh, for, uh, a long amount of time that no uh, human can. So, it's amazing. Um, but you might ask, Stephen, didn't you talk about how we're, uh, we're supernatural as well? We have power as human beings. But let me tell you something. Uh, we are not supernatural beings. Angels are supernatural beings. We're natural beings. Okay. And um, uh, yes, we as Christians do have power. Like I told you all the, the first message, we do have power. But it's, it's not our power. It's, it's God's power. Amen. So we... Uh, we as Christians, we do the natural part and God does the super part in our lives. But we don't, but we're not supernatural beings. This body is going to, we're spirit beings, yeah, but this body is going to die and our spirits are going to go with God. Uh, Hebrews 2 6 says this. Hebrews 2 6. It says, For in one place the scriptures say, What are mere mortals, that's us, that you should think about them, or a son of men that you should care for him? Yet for a little while, you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. That, I think that's an important part right there because it says just for a little while, we're a little bit lower than angels right now. And then look, as we continue to read, it says, you gave them authority over all things 
Now, when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while, it says that again, was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. So us as human beings, we're lower than the angels. So we don't have the, the power the angels do. And it said that it's, it talked about how Jesus came down and he, of course, he became human and he took a place lower than the angels. Uh, but now, of course, he defeated death in the grave and now he's in, in place of glory. But it's, it's basically saying that in one, one day when we're in heaven, we're going to have an even higher place than angels. In another place, it even says that we're even going to judge angels. Those who disobeyed God long ago, that we're going to even judge those who uh, basically demons. And, and um, we're going to have a say-so in their, etern- in their eternity. Isn't that amazing? Um, but we see angels in scriptures in three different forms. Okay, um, Number one, we see them in scripture as, as spirit bodily form. That's where... Basically, just like you picture an angel, a big, mighty angel um, with wings and, and glorious to see. That's one way that, that people have seen him in the Bible. And we could see that in uh, Judges 13. Um, this is when the angel of the Lord came to uh, Samson's parents. So it says, the woman ran and told her husband, a man of God appeared to me. He looked like one of God's angels, terrifying to see. I didn't ask where he was from, and he didn't even tell me his name. So terrifying to see. So uh, many instances, I'm just going to show you one right here as well, where people would see an angel and they were frightened. They, they, they had fear, but the angel told them to fear not. And Luke 1 is another one. Uh, the angel of the Lord came to Zechariah. This is John the Baptist's father. Uh, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar, Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. You will have great, uh, you will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. And if we skip down, check this out in verse 18. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said this, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. So, that's, that's someone, that's an angel who appeared in, in spirit bodily form, who was glorious to see and, and frightening to see. Um, but every single time an angel would appear to a man that way, um, he would always tell them to do not fear, or to fear not. Um, also, the second form an angel appears in scripture is, um, is in human form. There's many instances where an angel would appear uh, in human form, and there's many instances in real life where people have stories where they, uh, they feel like they've encountered a, a, a pers- a, a, an angel. Uh, Hebrews 13, 2 says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without even realizing it. Isn't that amazing? I wonder if any of us have ever, ever entertained an angel before. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's countless stories. Uh, I remember hearing a story of this little boy, uh, a young boy under uh, eight years old or so, 
he was actually um, pretty much on his deathbed. He was dying uh, of an illness, and um, his parents were, were Christians. They were believers, so they, had, they were praying for him. Praying for, they had been praying for him for weeks, and uh, they even got the entire church congregation to, to pray for him as well. And from one day to the next, uh, the mom called the, the pastor of the church and, and told him, hey, we're, our son is completely healed. He, uh, we're actually going back home tomorrow. And the, the church congregation was just completely amazed, like, just like that? Wow. Uh, like, he's, he's just like that healed. And um, it's amazing how we could sometimes as a church be praying and be, be praying so much. And then when it actually happens, we're amazed, right? Um, but anyways, when that little boy came out, he was telling his family, hey, I want you all to meet, uh, meet somebody. I want you all to meet my friend. His, name's, uh, his name is Michael. And he started, uh, he started describing uh, an angel with armor uh, that had armor on him and describing an angel. But a young little boy, um, I don't believe, could make that up. And I believe that there is an angel there. Uh, and he, he said he was Michael. Those are the only two named in the Bible. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But um, he described him and said that he, he had got healed from him. So I think that's, that's amazing. And then the third form is an invisible form. So to answer the question, um, why can I see angels? Maybe, I don't think anybody here maybe has seen one. Maybe you have, I don't know. Um, but th- there's an invisible form. They, they're at work, but you can't see it. And uh, in Hebrews 13, I'm sorry, 2 Kings 6, 16, check this out. This is... Uh, the prophet Elisha, and check out his story. He says, don't be afraid, he told uh, his servant. Don't be afraid, Elijah, uh, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elijah pray, Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. And I, I, the Lord was at work, without that young man even realizing it. And so I want y'all to be encouraged today that maybe you might be going through something. Maybe you might be going through a tough time in life, but I'm here to tell you that the, 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 the angels of the Lord are at work in your life. The angels at, of the Lord are at work in your life, and you're, you may not even realize it, but I'm here to tell you and, and to give you an encouraging word that they are. Okay, so, uh, but there's only two angels um, that are actually mentioned by name in the Bible. And one of them I mentioned, it was Michael, and the second one was Gabriel. He's the one that brought um, the message to Zechariah and also to Mary, and he's, he's mentioned a, a few times in the Bible as well. But Gabriel, whenever it mentions him, he's, uh, they're both considered archangels, really mighty angels, and um, Gabriel is always delivering a message. Whenever it mentions, uh, uh, mentions him, he's always delivering a message or giving or bringing good news or bringing some sort of news about the future or what's to come. Whenever it mentions Michael, he's always answering prayer. He's always he's either battling or, or fighting um, a demonic force or demonic uh, spirit or he's answering someone's prayer. Um, so that's the first thing is they're supernatural. The second thing about angels is um, they are servants. They're servants of God. And Revelation 22, verse 8, it says, I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. 
But he said, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. So they're servants. He says, I'm only a servant just like you, trying to do the will of God, trying to accomplish the, the will of God. Uh, Hebrews 1.14 says this, that just to answer the question, what is their purpose? What is the purpose of angels? Hebrews 1.14 says this, Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit eternal salvation. I know these are a lot of scriptures, but are y'all with me? Y'all, y'all still hearing me? So these are some good scriptures so y'all could write down and, and go back and, and, and study them. But they're only servants, spirits, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. Um, so basically, they're here to care for us. And like I mentioned in the beginning, uh, the beginning is it's important for us to realize that, to know uh, so, so that we could be able to accomplish our purpose. They're here to assist us. As Christians, uh, Matthew four and five says this. This is when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness. Um, check this out. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Did you know that the devil knew the Bible? Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. So what happens when the devil knows more scripture than you? Think about that. That's why we have to know the word of God. That's why we have to study. Because, yeah, he was quoting, he was actually quoting the opening verse, Psalm 91, that the angels will hold him up and they will not even, uh, he, you would not even hurt your foot on a stone. But the scriptures also say, that's why you got to know the Bible. Jesus also Every single time he resisted the devil, he resisted him with the scripture. So it's important to know. It's important to know that. Um, And also at the end, it says that the devil went away after Jesus had resisted him and angels came and took care of Jesus. So even Jesus, when he was here on this earth, remember, he took the he took a lower place. He became a human lower than angels. And even he needed to be cared for by angels. So how much more do we need to be cared for by angels? So it's important for us to be reverent and be um, aware uh, of angels in our lives because each one of us has an, uh, an angel assigned to us. They're servants of God, and they're, they're assigned to help us to fulfill our calling. Psalms 103.20 says, Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out the plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. So angels are here to, to answer our prayers. They're here to answer our prayers. When it, if, you, if, you're, if there's anything specifically that you're praying for, 
if there's a specific, a specific situation, you got to pray, pray that the, that the angels will, that God will send angels for, to prepare the way for you in that area of your life. Um, cause there could very well be a stronghold of the enemy that's holding you back from receiving something that God has for you. Um, there's another passage. Um, I don't think we're going to get to it tonight, but, um, where the angel, an angel of the Lord says that he was trying to get somewhere, but there, there is a, a prince of, per, he it names him the prince of Persia, uh, which is a demon that had prevented him from moving. So they're battling. So there, there could be demonic spirits in our lives that are preventing things from happening or pre- trying to prevent a breakthrough in our lives. So that's why we got to continue to be fervent in our prayers, continue to be uh, obedient uh, to God's word so that the angels could, uh, could answer prayer, our prayer. Y'all hearing me? Um, there are also angels in our lives who are just waiting, waiting to be dispatched. There, there's angels in our lives, our guardian angels, that are waiting for us to pray and align our, our words with God's word so that they could be dispatched on our behalf and on the behalf of others. And it's funny, me, me and Trelawney always talk about this. It's funny that I'm talking about this tonight, but um, we always, <laughs> we're, we're new parents. Our, our kids are two, year, uh, two and a half and under, so y'all, y'all could uh, understand this. But uh, every, life on an everyday basis could be really rough. <laughs> with a, a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a one-year-old. Um, I saw a meme the other day, and it said, whoever wrote that song, uh, Easy on Sunday Morning, obviously never had to get kids ready for church. <laughs> um, but we were talking about it, and she, and she was saying, she's like, man, I wonder if our angels have a sense of humor, and I wonder if our angels laugh at us sometimes just by the, way, the things we say and, and how our life is day-to-day. Uh, if you think about that, I wonder the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if they're, how they are. Um, but there's angels. We have guardian angels that are assigned to each one of us, and they're waiting to move on our behalf. But they're waiting for us to, to first pray and believe in faith and align our prayers with God's word to move. So that's why we've got to start learning. We've got to start studying God's word. We've got to start praying God's word. We've got to start um, living this life of faith out. Y'all hearing me? Um, check this out. Idle words, idle angels. If you, the only thing that's coming out of your life is just idle words, then angels are not going to be moving on your behalf. Your life is going to be very idle spiritually. So that's why we had, that's why we had, like I said, I, I can't, stress it enough how much we have to learn God's word because in God's word there's power in God in God's word it's supernatural in God's God's word there's truth that could actually move things in the spirit just like Jesus did that's all he did was use the word against the enemy so we have to learn the truth um many of you know my sister Vanessa and she went through she went through a very difficult time a few years ago, three, three and a half years ago, no, four years ago now. And she has a very powerful testimony. You could look it up on YouTube, and she has her own YouTube channel. You could uh, just search in Vanessa Ramos, and uh, her channel will pop up. But she shared her, uh, her testimony a couple of times here. And, and she basically, her testimony is she um, was, was uh, seven months pregnant uh, with a baby boy, and um, she ended up losing her baby. She had a miscarriage and, and 
uh, at that time in her life, the, the, uh, she was attacked in her body as well, and her kidneys uh, completely shut down. They're, they were at, uh, they're completely, not even working a little bit, completely shut down. So she was in the hospital, I believe, over uh, 16 days or so, 17 days. And um, God, of course, saved her life. He, he spared her life, and, and she ended up having a, a, a complete recovery. And even the doctors were, were completely in shock that, she was, that she's alive today. They're like, I, I cannot believe you're standing here um, today. Like, you should not be here. Um, but anyways... Uh, she, she lost her baby, and, and after that, there, it was just she went to, through complete um, emotional trauma, and, and the enemy just began to, to lie to her and um, come against her, and, and she, went, um, she entered a season of deep, deep uh, depression, and, um, and just, just really, really, the, the devil was just attacking her. And um, so it took her, it took her, she was in it for about a year, and, and um, she went to my parents. And my parents were there for her every step of the way, praying for her, agreeing with her, quoting, uh, quoting scriptures over her life, speaking scriptures over her life, and, and helping her through this uh, emotional time. And um, she said towards the end of her, uh, her breakthrough, as she began to study scripture and, and apply it to her life and began to quote it every single day, she said one, uh, one of her, during one of her prayer times, she was, uh, she was praying, and she heard the Holy Spirit just speak to her and said, there's an eight foot presence behind you. And as soon as she heard that, she fell to her knees and she, she could feel just a huge presence behind her. And, and, and through that time, she had an amazing uh, breakthrough in her life through this, through this emotional trauma that she was going through after this, um, uh, after this uh, miscarriage, the miscarriage that she had. And then um, a, a few days later after that, she was, uh, she was sleeping and out of nowhere, she heard a huge trumpet blast of a man's voice saying uh, seven, the number seven over her life. And that it woke her up. And she was like, was that my husband or who was that? And she looks over and he's knocked out asleep. And, um, but she knew it was the voice of an angel. And, and he spoke that, that number over her life. And so um, God told her to go look up the number seven and how, how it was significant and represents uh, what it represented in her life. And, and she went and uh, just through those experiences and learning God's word, she was completely completely healed uh, of, uh, through that uh, emotional trauma that she was going through. And now she has a tremendous testimony that, that uh, she started a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's, she's spoken at a couple of women's events and, and encouraging people who've gone through the same thing. But I'm here to tell you that there's angels here who, who want to minister to you. There's a- angels in your life that want to strengthen you on an everyday basis. We just had to believe it. We just had to, had to be reverent so that we could receive it. Um, that, that's the second thing. The third thing, as I, as I close, is they're strong. They're strong and they're on your side. They're, like I mentioned earlier, um, many times we could see the cliche of an angel and we see a little 15-month-old baby floating around, right, with curly hair that's naked um, <laughs> with a little bow and arrow, right, or something, or, or a harp, um, or just like a little cloth wrap around it, but... I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, angels are strong, and they're mighty. And many times when it references them in the Bible, it, refer, it mentions that they're mighty or that they're strong. Um, remember I mentioned to y'all guys um, how the devil, or his demons, are vicious, and they're crafty? Well, angels are even more strong. 
They're more stronger than, than demons, and they're more fierce. And uh, Psalms 103.20, I read that to y'all early, but I'm going to read it to y'all in this translation. Uh, New King James Version says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Uh, Revelation 10 verse 1 says, Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun, and his feet were like the pillars of fire. Revelation 18.21 says, Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone. He threw it into the ocean and shouted, Just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. So I'm telling you, they're strong, and and they're also here to protect us. Like we read in in Psalms 91, that he will order his angels to protect us and and care for us, uh, to keep us from from trouble, to keep us from pain, from harm. Um, Also, the Bible talks and mentions how when Satan fell from heaven, he took a third of, he deceived a third of the angels, right? Y'all read that before? A third of the angels followed Satan which are now, of course, demons. So I thought, I thought about this and, and think about this. If a third of the angels followed Satan and are now demons, then that means for every one demon against you, there's two angels for you, right? Not that, they, that, not that there needs to be two angels for you because they're strong by themselves, but just to let you know, just to, to strengthen your faith, um, they're here to protect us. Um, Revelation 20, verse 1 uh, they're so strong that in the end times, in the revelation, uh, when Jesus sends and sends or, or, or when it's time for Satan to be bound up and thrown, thrown, thrown out for a thousand years. We're going to read that in a second. Jesus only sends one angel. Check this out. Revelation 20 and verse one. It says, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He sees the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years was finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while. So when it's time for Satan to be tossed and he's done, um, Jesus only sends one angel. And I, I could see it something like this happening. I, I could picture Gabriel coming up to Jesus and saying, well, well Lord, who do you want to send? Which angel do you want to send to, to, to get Satan, to bind Satan? And Jesus says something like this. Look, I don't know. Send the new guy. <laughs> send him. Send, send the little guy. I don't know. Let him get him. Because they're strong. They're strong and they're on our side. As children of God, we have the authority We have the authority to command angels from heaven to move on our behalf, to dispatch them. And like I mentioned, they're waiting for our words. And uh, check out what Jesus says as I close out with the scripture, Matthew 26, 53. This is right before he was going to the cross. And the disciples were, were, well, they send the Roman centurion. They came out to arrest Jesus. And the disciples wanted to fight the soldiers. And this is what Jesus says. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. 
So we have that same right. We have that same authority as children of the living God. And um, there, are countless angel, there are countless stories of people encountering angels. You could, you could look them up, um, uh, of people being helped, helped cared for, um, different things, strengthened, healed. Um, but my prayer today for y'all guys is that y'all grasp this, that, that y'all have angels that are waiting to move on y'all's behalf. If you would just align your words with his word. And um, that we won't live idle lives anymore. That we won't speak idle things. That we, we won't be not going anywhere. This is the way Paul said it. He says, I live with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. So I, I would hope my prayer is for us not to be shadow boxing, but to move with purpose in every step and to know the power that we have, to know who's on our side, to know there's nothing to fear. Like the angel said, fear not. I know we talked about demons a couple weeks ago, but there's nothing to fear. If, you're, if you, your life is aligned with, with God's word and you're, you're living the way you should, you're not opening up any doors of the enemy. There's nothing you should fear. Y'all hearing me? Amen. So uh, hopefully y'all received something uh, tonight. Did y'all receive anything tonight? I know I gave, gave y'all a lot of scriptures, which uh, scriptures are the, really the things that, that are going to help you, not me. Um, so I give y'all a lot of scriptures on purpose so that y'all could um, go back and study them or, or so that God could speak to y'all through his, his word. But um, we're just going to close out in prayer. If you want to bow your heads, close your eyes. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you did, please subscribe. That way you will always be in the know. Also, if you were impacted by the message today, please consider sharing it by clicking the share episode button or even taking a snapshot and sharing it on your social stories. We'll see you next time on the Limitless Podcast.